This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is Ryan of Top Rope Nation, and you're listening to an exclusive preview of this week's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Podcast. Now, this is an exclusive show we do for our supporters over at patreon.com slash Nation. If you enjoyed the preview and you want to hear the episode in its entirety, head on over to Patreon, become a supporter of the show, and get full access to this edition of Top Rope Nation Classics and all editions in the future. We hope you enjoy this special free preview, and we'll be seeing you over at patreon.com slash Nation. It's time to rumble! Patreon supporters. This is Ryan Drosty here with Kyle Ross and Justin Joint. We are here with another edition of Top Rope Nation Classics. We're streaming it live on YouTube, trying a new setup. Hopefully you guys enjoy this. You're getting over on Patreon the exclusive live audio stream as well as the link to the video stream where you can actually see the video of the match as we go here. It's been a few months. We want to give you your money's worth, and so we're trying out a whole new setup here. I think it's pretty sweet. It's very similar to what we've been doing with the regular uh, podcast live streams on YouTube, but this one's got the video embedded. So if you want to join us here, we're watching. It actually happened exactly 30 years ago tonight. 
1990 Royal Rumble. We didn't even plan that. I just saw it on Twitter this morning. I'm like, holy crap, this is working out perfectly. So uh, one of Kyle's favorite Royal Rumbles. He's seen it numerous times, he said. I don't think I've actually seen this one in probably 20, probably 23-ish years. Justin, when's the last time you watched this one? Probably about the same for me. It's been a long time. I'm thinking I rented it from Blockbuster around like 97-ish, probably. Kyle, when was the last time you actually sat down and watched it? Probably within the last couple of years. Nice. So you're going to have maybe, maybe even last year. I don't know. <laughs> last week. <laughs> a long night drinking. and uh, yeah, I was like, Why not? Just put on the 1990 Royal Rumble. <laughs> no, I, so, I, it's, I'm glad that we actually chose because I'd actually watched several other older Rumbles um, in the last week, and this was not one of them. So Nice. Well, yeah, it should be a little fresh then for you, hopefully. <laughs> but I always like watching the old ones in advance of the Rumble, so that's what we're doing. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different than our other classic shows where we kind of like talk about what we were doing. I, I research all the stats from that year and stuff. Since we're not reviewing the whole show, we're just simply doing a live commentary on the Rumble match itself. We're just going to jump right into it. So if you want to queue up your network, if you're listening to the audio feed, um, we are going to start this at one hour, 37 minutes and 45 seconds. That's where we have our streams paused right now. If you uh, click the chapter marking for the start of the rumble, it's just a couple seconds after that. So uh, get it queued up one hour, 37 minutes and 45 seconds. And we're going to jump right into it. It's the Orlando arena in Orlando, Florida, January 21st. 1990 guys i'm gonna go three two one play and on play hit play is everybody ready i'm ready all right three two one play i'm playing it's going we've got the fink in the ring he will go through the rules of the match yes sir we're still in the early years that always helps (laughs) <laughs> yeah guys so if you're on patreon you're you're on what is that man in the cloud my god <laughs> hope it was one hell of an itch <laughs> speaking oh, of fans we have already missed one of my favorite fan interactions in the wwe the one tooth woman they interviewed outside the arena before this match oh my i don't even remember that she is where <laughs> she was a big jake the snake fan <laughs> imagine that <laughs> oh jake jake the snake she just like pops out of nowhere they i don't think they actually wanted to interview her and she just kind of popped out it's hilarious go back and watch it if you guys have time after we do this love that all right guys if you're in the live stream let us know and uh as the fink goes through the rules we'll get started with number one i do recall who comes out number one i will say mm-hmm. I, I believe i mean i'm sorry to spoil it i think he lasts for quite a while in this match some nice synergy, too. Um, obviously, we don't have the volume on, but um, it is Ted DiBiase at number one. If and, uh, if I recall re- correctly, we're going to be seeing some good sweating from old Ted DiBiase. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but it's kind of interesting. The announcers are going over right now, um, you know, how he was number 30 the previous year. He had bought number 30, uh, if you recall. Mm. And uh, now he gets stuck with number one. So that's kind of our early storyline here for this 1990 Royal Rumble. Yes. Here's number two. Oh, yeah. Coco. I just got his Hasbro. Complete with Frankie, even. 
This was uh, after Coco had returned to the promotion after his unfortunate fight with Jim Troy, WWE executive. <laughs> Coco beat right off. A yep. unanimous Hall of Famer, unlike yes. Derek Jeter. <laughs> good Very topical humor that I just enjoyed. Bring me the head of that writer. <laughs> Justin, you can't complain too much. You're having quite a sports week. Got your Niners in the Super Bowl. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, Coco at this point was uh, pretty much a jobber to the stars. <laughs> I don't know what you guys thought, but as a kid, I loved Coco Beware. He was right up there in that upper echelon for me. Probably just because of the parrot. But I, I mean, I'm like telling her. you, five five years old, four years old, when I was first starting watching wrestling, I loved Coco Beware. I, I did not like birds, so I kind of had the opposite feeling on him when I was a kid, so... You know, that's weird because I hated snakes, but I did like Jake the Snake Roberts. He was, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't explain it. It's rule number 72B of pro wrestling revisited here. You cannot uh, ram any African-American's head into the turnbuckle. Mm. <laughs> We've actually, I don't think all of us have ever watched a wrestling show like quite like this where we can all talk about it i guess justin's actually been to my house and we've done it but other than going to some live events and wrestlemania weekend this is kind of a first yeah i um what was i gonna say coco was such an odd hire it felt uh when he was brought in because he was kind of almost immediately made into a guy who just did jobs and there he goes he's gone (laughs) He, he was never seriously pushed um like from the start when he mm-hmm. was hired in 86, that was, um, I think he like first match was like a tag team match with, um, uh, I forget some jobber and he lost. It might've been Paul Roma. <laughs> I think that's why I was never a big fan is cause he it never felt like he was going to win. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah the it, horn and here we go. Number three, Marty Janetti. Oh yeah. Recently signed to a big million dollar contract to AEW. 